please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the bell so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and you don't miss out on anything if you're about to listen please just subscribe you can always you know come back and unsubscribe if you don't like it but please subscribe first thank you do it right now right now hit the button (laughs) let's go Hi, welcome to the Dirty Lie Podcast, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Des. My name is Timitayo um, Adibayo Ayorinde. I, I'm here. He's here. I'm He's here. sometimes here, sometimes not. Actually, he's always here. Yeah. I've been trying to get rid of him for like 15 odd years and um, stuck. It's, it's about the journey though not the destination sometimes you don't find out what you need to find out and in that process you learn more about yourself mm. hey mm. hey i'm proud of you i am proud of us today we are talking about the crisis in the western region we're not talking about all of it because there's a lot it's too much we don't want to talk about the court case i will i can tell that court case mm. um it goes all the way to the privy council the intrigues and kind of like a little bit about what leads to it um i'm assuming every single person knows who Awolowo and akitola that's a bold assumption bold assumption it's a stupid one have you seen those videos <laughs> where they ask nigerians basic information like history like who is the vice president and yeah. can, so you think these guys know how it always they want fair yeah. our target to be fair like if you don't know we are not being like you should know like you should know though you should but that's why we exist and that's why you're listening to this because you want to know other things that you might not already know yeah so who's on the 100 is um, that him Awolowo no it's Azikiwe is that Awolowo no I there I, I go being confident and wrong. Let me see who's on the hundred nine. I don't know who's on. Like I know that he's on money. I don't know which one. Which money? How, when last did you see hundred nine notes? Um, no, hundred nine notes is hundred percent, um, Mr. Man. Oh yes, I will. Is I will. Yeah, I was right. Okay, you were right. Okay, but when last did you see hundred nine? I have hundred nine in my pocket. God damn, you going through it. <laughs> Sapa cast like that. Oh, listen. I take my change. I don't do keep the change. I'm not, I'm not one of those niggas. You have 500s, darling. There's literally not 100 in there. Can I, the I, can I have money? I have the new one too. Can I have money? Money wants money. What are you using money for? Hmm? What are you using money for? I'm going to the airport. I don't like traveling cashless. And my dad has traveled. How much cash do you need? I don't know. Cash to just have on hand. How much is a decent amount of cash for you to have on that? Because I speak Yoruba, I think 2K. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were trying to do like a transaction, but I can give you 2K. Thank you. I thought you wanted, because I have a lot of cash. Oh, God. Don't say that. I was da- <laughs> They're going to rob you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know when you move, I move around in Ibadra a lot and I don't have a debit card, so mm. I tend to keep a thing, a, a, a few dolls on me. And by dolls, I mean, yeah, I mean twenty k. <laughs> That's twenty dollars. <laughs> um, let us talk about a boot. A- I can tell her. It's all Canadians say about a boot. A boot. Okay. <sighs> it's three o'clock in the morning. 
the telephone rings in the corner. Let me get my BBC narrator voice off. Uh, go off. Do you want to read go this? Off. No, you do it. Do you want to do this? From where to where? Just um, stop at immediately. Okay, starts for three o'clock. Yeah. It's three o'clock in the morning. It was three o'clock in the morning. Mm. The telephone rang in the governor's official residence in Ibano. Who would be calling the governor at this time of the day? The governor was told it was someone from Lagos and the caller insisted that he must speak with the governor personally. The caller said it was urgent and important. The governor of the Western region, Oba Tade Nikawo Adesoji Adiremi, the Oni of Ileife, answered the phone. His royal highness recognized the voice on the other end. It was the voice of a royalty, a prince, a jurist, and a knight of the British Empire. The caller was His Lordship Sir Adik Tukumbo Ademola, the Chief Justice of the Federation. Kabiesi, may I respectfully advise Your Majesty to vacate the government, the government house immediately. And stop. That's my colonial voice, by the way. I know. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you watch like old documentaries pre the British live in Nigeria and they're like, yeah. you're showing like Nigerian guys wearing short shorts doing much past. Mm. And they're talking about the, the colony. My thoughts on that is that this is absolutely a crime mm. that in British schools in Nigeria, mm. we are forced to wear blazer. <laughs> Go back to the day of short shorts. Like, why am I wearing, do you know the worst part about going to Grange? What? Is that we used to also have some very stupid imported fashion. Mm. So you'd be wearing long socks. I'm wearing long socks. It was an a international blazer. it was an international school at this one. There was a standard to be upkept. To be kept up upon. And the only thing I can at least give a grange that I never sat in a classroom without AC. Okay. So the the blazer thing was not really offending me indoor. That's good. So, I'll give them that. Wait, what if Napier took light? They will put on the gen. There was a gen? The oh. school had a gen. That's those. Come on now. Don't play with me. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Obadiremi thought it must be a joke. An expensive joke. Yeah. That they have told him to vacate the government house. But Justice Ademola assured KBC, this is no joking matter. You have been removed. And I don't, as a son of a doer, you know, a son of a soil, as a prince, I don't want the Oba of Ilefe. Abi, what's the Oba of Ilefe? The Oni. The Oni. The Oni of Ilefe to be forcibly ejected from the governor's house. It's not a good look. So please, quickly, before they come and throw you out. You know when the school advises you to... Withdraw yourself. So you don't get expelled. Yeah. 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 Please, before they come and pack your loot, <laughs> just, just be going. Kabisi mm. did not bother to sleep again. He summoned his staff. And by 10 a.m., he was on his way back to Ife to mm. sit on his royal throne. Now, how did we get here? The only of Ife was the first indigenous governor of the Western region. Mm. And we've spoken about Adetokumbo Ademola before, I believe. Haven't we? We have. 
In some did? capacity, yes. Yes. I want to stop doing the voice. Okay, because we did speak about Kofo Ademola, yes. his wife. Exactly. Um, who was the first black woman to get a degree from Oxford. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, like, you know, there's Adetokunwa Ademola Road in VI. Yes. But then in Abuja, it's Ademola Adetokunwa Road. I wonder why they, like, switched it. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Yeah. I, I already did Timitaya, Timitaya, I already did. Yeah. 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 I wonder why it was switched. Just, yeah. Anyways, Kabiyasi was asked to vacate the governor's lodge and it was essentially a climax of events which had begun years before. Mm. Um, So we have to go back to 1960. In 1960, Chief Lagluke Akitola became the premier. He was sworn in by the governor, Adesoji Adiremi. He was a member of the action group. Akintola was the deputy leader of the party and Chief Obafemi Awolowo was the leader of the party. You can imagine when your deputy becomes the premier you may start having issue. This is a tale as old as time in Nigerian politics. Mm. You're getting too big for your boots. Dot com. See Ganduje Kwankwaso. See Mpafarawa. See Tambuhao. See Amechi Wiki. See Tinubu Fashala. See Tinubu Femi Pedro, Tinubu, every single deputy he's ever had. <laughs> there is something that occurs mm. when you're. A schism. A schism. Of when sorts. you cut into power. Now, according to Obafemi Awulawa, he felt that Chief Akitola was, and I quote, determined to run the show alone, regardless of accepted party conventions and procedure. Mm. He said Akintola had done certain things which went against their party's conventions and procedures, including unilaterally appointing ministers into the cabinet of the Western region, mm-hmm. reducing the price of cocoa, reducing flat risk tax, exemption of women from taxation, increase in assumed local contributions to Western Nigeria Secondary Grammar School, amongst others. Mm. You know something about this? That I've read this and I thought, wow. They were disagreeing on procedure and the issues. The issues. (laughs) The issues. I mean, there's obviously a lot going on here. You know, you have personal problems, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like sometimes it is very disingenuous of politicians today to, to compare their differences to the differences that politicians of that year had. Because what we are seeing right now is issues, taxation, who should be exempt or not, if mm. there should be a flat rate or not. Obviously, you have the personal, to- you know, tussles, and you have the power brokering mm-hmm. in that. Okay, ministers list. I should have a say. This person should have a say. Stakeholders meeting. Blah, 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 blah. So you 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 have the politicking, but there are also issues, and not just revenue issues or where that money is going or who's getting the contract. It's yours. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, what are you gonna say? No, no, no. I was just going to agree with you. 
Now, it was said that Chief Akitola felt that the most important thing that was being left unsaid is that the premier of the Western region ought to be the leader of his party. Mm. So he's like, I'm the top dog in this region, right, technically. But I'm deputy leader of our party. Okay. And in order for me to function... Hiding hiding in plain sight. mm. Now, there was a just convention with action group members. And it seemed, after the convention, it seemed like, okay, like this is not actually going anywhere. There's serious there's a serious issue between Awo and Akitola mm. and this issue is not going to be resolved every anytime soon. At this point the only of Ife is even called to a peace meeting to try and resolve the differences between the two men in February of nineteen sixty two. Mm. However, that meeting failed to conclusively effect any settlement. Onigigirua says it was becoming apparent that something must give way. Which just basically means it is impossible for two rams to peacefully drink from the same saucer at the same time. Do you know that I, I, for some reason I just didn't know ram was agwo until Tiwa Savage's song. I didn't know it was at all. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like compounded with goats or something. Like they were, uh, what mm. Like boys ram. Um, in May of 1962, on the 19th of May, at a meeting of the executive committee of the action group, Chief Obafemi Awulowo leveled three charges against Chief Laduke Akinsola. Okay. He accused this deputy leader of maladministration, anti-party activities, and in discipline. In support of the charges, Awolowo spoke for four hours. In his defense, Akitola denied the charges for three hours. Interesting. I love the days, the days where they had speeches prepared. <laughs> Ideas were remarks. thought of. I don't know, man. Not descending into barbarity. The jury of party executive listened to both the plaintiff and the defendant. A motion calling on Akitola to resign as the premier was moved. The defendant, Akitola, moved a counter motion for the premier to only be reprimanded and not be removed. So Mm. his own group was like, reprimand him, but don't remove him. The counter motion was defeated. And the motion for the premier to resign was carried 81 to 29. The meeting had lasted for 11 straight hours. 81 to 29 is significant. And as such, the party leadership waited patiently for Akitola's letter of resignation. Mm. This letter was never to be. Akintola called a press conference and announced that he was not going to resign. And instead of a letter of resignation, he wrote two letters. First was to the Oni of Ife, asking that the governor dissolve the House of Assembly. And the the second letter 
was to the Speaker of the House calling for an emergency meeting of the House mm. for a vote of no confidence or otherwise. Both Oni and the Speaker were perplexed. One, how can the House be dissolved and still meet at the same time? Make it make sense, he said. It is either you live long enough is either you live long and witness unsavory things or you die young and experience nothing. I love that quote. All these men were young. Mm, How old were they? No, How old no, were they? They weren't that young. What year? So. What decade is this? This is 62. Mm. How, how, how when was Agnitala born? Let me see. Are you checking? Um. Yes. He was born in 1910. What? Yes. Glad you came. Then in 66. Just four years after this, yeah. Then what happens in the Western region in the 60s is quite quite, crazy. (laughs) But, um, 66, was that counter coup or the coup? Counter coup. 66 was, um... I think they killed him in the first coup, did they? It was, I don't know if it was the first one. I think it was, he which was one did Kaduna lead? Like Patrick Chukuma, Kaduna, Mzegu. That's the first one. Yeah, it was the first one he died in. Mm. <coughs> yeah, they killed Akuta in the first mm. coup. <laughs> um, anyways. Our both Akitala and Aulo were legal practitioners. They were both lawyers. They had been called. And they were like, we're going to handle this also with the law. Mm. The question before Aulo was, how could a premier be removed from office? And the issue before Akitala was whether or not he could be removed from office. Mm. And like, can a party remove the premier? No. no. So, Aulawa called two brilliant legal minds to help him prepare. Chief Rotimi Williams. Obviously, because who else was there at the time? And Mrs. S.O. Igodaro, the Attorney General of the... Mr. S.O. Igodaro, sorry. Mm. The Attorney General of the Western Region. There was a proviso in the Constitution... Section 3310 of the Constitution of Western Nigeria, which provides that the governor shall not remove the premier from office unless it appears to him that the premier no longer commands the support of a majority of the members of the House of Assembly. Mm. Now, this was the section that the legal luminaries were toiling over because... As we say in law, it's the technicalities. It says, unless it appears to him that the premier no longer commands the support of the majority. And so in order for it to, what does it mean for it to appear to the governor? They advised Awolowo that, well, they don't need to pass a resolution in the house. Mm. All they did was get a form from me- and get members of the house who wanted Akinsola to be removed 
to append their signature to that form. They didn't pass a resolution in the House. There were 66 members out of the 112. And they they forwarded this form, appended with their signatures, to the UNI. At that point, the UNI goes as governor that it appears to him that the Premier no longer commands the support of a majority of the members of the House of Assembly and exercising his constitutional power, he removes the Premier. Interesting. Immediately after being informed, Akitala calls a press conference to inform the world that he is still the Premier. Then he called the Prime Minister, Tafa Balewa, and tells him to remove Aderami, the owner of Ife, as the governor. And then third thing he does is file an action in court to restrain the governor from removing him from office. This is a time in Western region and in Nigerian politics where they say Akitola is Tafa's guy. And you have this whole thing of who is the true leader of the Yorubas, who's aligned with the center, whose ally is what. Y'all, there's a lot of mess here and context that we're not giving, but I hope you guys can follow the story so far because we're just focusing on this case. Um, Immediately after Awolowo's group was informed that Adirami has delivered his letter removing Akitola, they... First of all, elect a new um, premier of the Western region, Shuroye Adigbenru. And then they call the commissioner of police, who then pledges his services to the new premier. Then he now said he called, he got the commissioner of police then says he gets a call from Lagos saying, uh, ignore that. <laughs> <coughs> Those kids are kidding. <laughs> I don't know what they think they're doing, but this is coming from... Because Lagos is still the center. It is coming from the center. Lagos is the center then. Of course. And it's coming from the top like, yeah, no. Like, I can tell he's getting his seat back. Like, he's not been removed. Mm. Now, the people of the Western region at that point wake up and different newspapers are telling them they have different premieres. In the Daily Times, there's a, t- there's a headline that goes, Akitola Taku, which means Akitola remains adamant. Some are announcing that Adigmenro is now the, region, um, the premier of the Western region. The New York Times comes out with a headline saying, Nigerian leader resists ouster, fights removal, of, removal as premier of the Western region. On the 13th, on the 23rd of May 1962, the Western Region High Court was filled to capacity. The court was in Ibadan. And you had a governor who had removed a premier. In turn, the premier had asked the prime minister to sack the governor. Who is his boss? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he asked, is that, you think you're my ogre? My, my, your ogre? My ogre's ogre? God, how I love this. Man. So because I'm chilling, because I'm playing with you guys. No, so it's like you fire me. You are. Uh-uh. I'm going on top of your head. They are firing you. So this is how this. This is how the three AM call gets happens. 
Um, and then the new premier, Alaji Adegbemo, also involved in this case, and the head of the party, mm-hmm. Chief Obama for me, Ahulovo. Uh-huh. So we have so much is going on, so much is going on, right? Um, now, the chief justice at the time was a Mr. Justice Kwashi Idu, mm-hmm. and he came back to Abuja. I said Abuja. He came back for, to Ibadan for this very important case. Um, chief Akitola's legal team was led by a QC, Chief Laripo Mo, the son of Eric Mo, mm. who Eric Mo Street is named after, and the brother of Kofo Huola Mo, later Lady Kofo Ademola. So the brother of Kufadimola. So her her brother is leading Akitola team and her husband is the chief justice of the federation. Mm. The Uni was represented by Rotimi Williams. Chief Awolowo is quoted as saying of Rotimi Williams. Timmy's output in any assignment was always as big as his physical stature. That's the first time I ever thought about what a Rudy Williams looked like because of that good. Um, anyways, they were able to get Chief Rudy Williams removed as legal representation to only the case, so he had to get another guy. But yes, now you have a case with two premiers, a governor, and an undercurrent of the action group Tafa Baliwa. Tafa Baliwa is obviously a member of another party, so that th- that's also why they were charging Akitola with anti-party activities because he's aligning with. The, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways, all these things is going on, and his lordship, after hearing the cases, said that he was going to grant an injunction for Akintola, like granting an injunction about his removal from office by the governor mm. and that Akintola was to continue in office p- pending the determination of the suit. And in regards to the substantive suits, he said, this, this suit is bigger than me. So he sent the substantive suit to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court apparently was... I mean, you can't imagine how heavy this case is going. And you have skirmishes going on in the Western region. So this is a very tense time in Nigerian politics. They invite all the attorney generals in the country to appear as Amisi Kure. Um, the Lord Justices that heard the court were Adetokumbo Adimola, Chief Justice of the, Federal, of the Federation. Mm-hmm. Honorable Justice Lionel Brett, a World War II veteran who was the last expatriate to serve as Nigeria's Solicitor General. Mr. Justice Idowu Taylor. And the question was basically can a judge, can a governor remove a premier based on a, a letter signed mm. by the body of members of the House instead of as a result of a vote of no confidence on the floor of the House? After deliberations, Justice Ademola, Adetokumbo Ademola held 
that the governor had exceeded his constitutional powers. According to his lordship, the governor cannot validly exercise power to remove the premier from office except in consequence of proceedings on the floor of the house. Justices Taylor and Byramine agreed with Ademola, but my Lord Justice Brett, the World War II veteran, was did not agree with the majority, and he dissented. Can I look that name up, Lord Justice? Brett. So, Lord Justice Lionel Brett. B-R-E-T-T. Um, Thank you. Now, this, the New York Times headline, July 8, 1962, officials removal reversed in Nigeria. Akintola's group was excited. <laughs> Brett's dissenting just, um, judgment says that the constitution does not preclude the, judge, the governor from acting on any information which he considers reliable. So he's like, it doesn't have to be a vote. It's reliable information. They send the name to this form, blah, 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 blah. Now, the very important thing to note is that at this time, Nigeria's Supreme Court was not our final court. The Privy Council was. Of course. I knew that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, Adegwenro appealed to the Privy Council in London. And on the 27th of May, 1963, the Judicial Committee of the, Princi- of the Privy Council delivered its, just, um, its judgment. Five Lord Justices heard the appeal, which had come all the way from the Supreme Court in, of Nigeria. Mm. And they held that the Nigerian Supreme Court had misapplied the law. They agreed with the legal opinions of Chief Rosemi Williams and Mr. Igodaro, the HE of the Western region. They therefore allowed the appeal, reversed the majority decision of the Nigerian Supreme Court, and held that Oba. Adirami had exercised his power to remove Akintola constitutionally. They didn't stop there. They also directed Chief Akintola to pay Adigbenru costs incurred in mm. prosecuting his case from Nigeria all the way to the Privy Council in the UK. Alaji Adigbenru erupted in joy. He was so excited. But he was short-lived. Why? Because as the Privy Council was reading their judgment, on the same day, Akitela had gone back to the House and the Western House of Assembly had amended its constitution and they had added a sentence to the proviso in section 3310. They added the following phrase. In consequence of the passing of a resolution in the House of Assembly by a majority of members in the House. They then backdated the amendment by three years, deeming it to have taken effect from October 1960. Therefore, the decision of the governor from October, Abbey from 1962, was now invalidated, could not be delivered, and had no legal effect. These guys were just making up the rules as they went. Legal cowboys. Cowboys. No B today. They backdated it three years. That's amazing. 
the most amazing thing is that Onegu Gerura writes, Adegmoro had scored his goal in London. Unfortunately, the goalpost had been moved to Inibado. <laughs> Anyways, the Supreme Court of Nigeria held that Akintola still had to pay Adegmoro for his legal fees. Fair enough. Akintola ends up dead four years later. In our first coup. Hey Amen. Comes for the worst of us and the best of us. <laughs> um, yeah, that but the Onigarawa's book says that this one of this judgment is one of the reasons why the um we change our constitution and our Supreme Court becomes our final court of justice. Which I think I don't know. Valid. Yeah, no, it's a good episode. I want to. Um, I've just been googling everyone, and I feel like I need a movie. Like it's just crazy that all these people existed at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and I know we've had this conversation before, but it was a really small world back then. Yeah, like imagine your brother is arguing is Akinsola's, um defense lawyer. And then your husband is the person who's reading the judgment in his honor. But like, what are you going to do? How many of you are there anyways in that? How many uh, of you are privileged like, enough to be yeah, in, that, in those positions? In those positions, like, let's be real. Mm. It's, it's one of those things, like, when people talk about Nigeria as, like, when people talk about class in Nigeria, especially the political class, and people be like, oh, mm-hmm they all agree or their kids still play together. I'm like, they just, they go to the same schools. They probably interdict, but like, it doesn't mean they agree, but mm. the world only gets smaller the higher and higher you go. It's just not that many people, especially yeah. when it's like regional, mm-hmm. in a place where people are so stratified, like racially or ethnically, not racially, ethnically or religious stratification. If you're like, oh, this guy was governor of Ogun State, and he ran against this other guy who wants to be governor of Ogun State. Their kids are even friends. Mm, it's it's not a big conspiracy. It's not because mm. how many people can be governor of Ogun State? Mm. And they probably all live in Lagos. I don't believe in apathy either. But damn, mm. I feel like I should be doing more. You know how I felt when I left the election tribunal was that sometimes it feels embarrassing to believe in Nigeria. Mm. Like I was listening to when, I mean, because of just the way Abuja functions, Mm -hmm. my networking in Abuja, I would say, is so like spread. Like in Lagos, I feel like I've known the same people for a very long time. I meet one or two people that I haven't known maybe like a week, once a week or something. But in Abuja, when I go out, I don't know 80% of the people there. (laughs) Um, And we're all just chatting. Is that free? It's nice. But the thing about it is that, um, so like, for example, I went out in Abuja one night and someone is DSS, somebody's NSA, somebody works for Turkish embassy, somebody works on ambassador, somebody is like a political aide, somebody's a photographer. It's all, it's all type of things, right? But it's just, it just makes sense stuff. And people talk really openly about some things, like more openly than I, than I would have, I've ever like at least been privy to. Mm-hmm. And they'd be talking about like, oh, um, 
that Peter Obi cannot even find the LP lawmakers to to pick up his phone calls. You what? He can't get the LP lawmakers to pick up his phone calls. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Or how like PDP? So like now? Yeah. Um, or like how PDP? Because they're they're all vying for positions, right? Mm. Or how PDP governors have sent in lists um, to Tinubu, right? Because he's he, when you when you come in on a very unpopular ticket, like and there's a chance of a runoff. You start of you start like trying to um, consolidate your position. So it, because they're thinking about longevity. Yeah. So right now, things like they're consolidating their position, right? And the PDP governors are saying, oh, you can put this person as a minister or this person from my state as a this, right? Everybody is fighting for their position. Mm-hmm. You have, like, LP governors who are, like, coming out to the Senate floor to speak for Tinubu's appointments. That's not happening for free, right? And it's not happening by mistake. Of course. And I'm calling out LP and PDP because of it, you expect it from the APC, that's his party. Mm-hmm. But when you have, like, an opposition that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. there is no opposition. That's right? And... It's only eroding. Like, you hear about how the secretary, I think, like, the PDP secretary in Imo State or something is running for Imo State governor without re- resigning his seat. It just goes against the party constitution completely, mm-hmm. right? And Or you have, like, Wiki is a member of PDP and he is a minister in... And you have, okay, how much is he really a member? She have Sheikh Mackinley following him on journeys up and down. That one is enjoying PDP... P- sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but like you have, you have like governors following them about on aircrafts, just journey up and down. And think about it, it's like I don't talk anymore. I realize that I've started. I wasn't tweeting before, but I realized like I've started like not talking because of maybe because of my interviews and stuff. Because mm-hmm. people do come back and quote me to myself, being like, "How do you want them to?" I just wanted to be clear. I don't like anybody. Of course you don't. I don't you like anybody. I'm no, no. I'm polite, but you know when people be like, "Oh, you know." It's like your friend walking up to me and saying, oh, I'm a PDP person. Bro, I'm not PDP. I'm not LP. I'm not APC. Very cliche to say this, but I'm literally for Nigeria. I'm, 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 I'm sitting here like we're all sitting here. We're all observing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot say, oh, this is a bad egg. This is a good egg. Like, I'm literally just here in a space of like, even just looking at somebody predating, predating a constitution by three years, backdating it. Obviously, they did it in 1960. Obviously, Buhari did the same thing when he did it with the whole drug thing, making it um, punishable by death. Yeah. You just have people just making things up as they go. But the fact is, like, we've eroded so much. That there's no way to hold these guys accountable or make them scared of, you know, um, what do you call it? Consequences. Consequences, yeah. So, like, in other countries, they have presidents because... And that president, that presidential position comes with checks. It's yeah, they're checks, and yeah, it's limited power. But because of the boot looking here, and everyone trying to consolidate, and everyone trying to give themselves longevity, the president has near unchecked power. It's kind mm. of crazy, mm. and we've given it to one of the allegedly, not even allegedly, one of the presidents that probably shouldn't have unchecked power. It's very interesting. Um, do you have anything else to say to the people before we run away? Um, I would say don't give up. Don't give up. Investigate your sources of information. You said that in the last four episodes. Keep doing it. <laughs> 
because if Finitri, governor of Adamawa, has like 40 social media aids, and Tinubu has like 70 something thousand social media aids. He has what? He has no Tinubu has like SSA media, SS media, SS new, me- new media, SS publishing, digital media, SS photography, SSA clinical, SA publicity, SA media. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. If they are doing this, I need you guys to understand, like, even with the information I'm seeing coming about Niger and Russia, okay, the reason I keep saying this is because information is a tool. Misinformation is a weapon. Mm. And it is a weapon they are going to wage against us. It's also important to note that a lot of people woke up in the last six to seven years because of access to information and these guys are scared of that so they now plan to control everything yeah so yeah just i'm not a conspiracy theorist but it's very deliberate yeah you almost killed bits of their last campaign yeah they're not going to let that happen again yeah see ya i hope y'all have a good time (laughs) 